Hello, and uh, You're welcome. not going to put the music in? Oh, I'm going to throw it in afterwards. Okay. It doesn't take too long. It's just like a drag and drop. But, uh, hello. Hey, David. How's it going? Oh, it's pretty much the same, but not at all. Oh. You know. <laughs> yeah. Still sad about living with my parents. Yeah, that's fair. But... Things are looking up. Yeah, what's up? I mean, I texted my landlord and he never texted me back, so nothing on that front. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, I haven't had therapy in two weeks and I'm still doing pretty well. That's good. She's been on vacation. Well, where'd she go? I have no idea. I don't ask her about her personal life. That's fair. I don't pay her to talk about her. That's fair. Uh, but Pride was over the weekend, and I went to that, and that was really fun. It was my first Pride, and uh, I still got hit on by a bunch of dudes. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. Like, we, we, we tried to go... I tried to take Phoenix, but at a certain time, um, they wouldn't let um, kids in or whatever. Yeah. So he and I just went back home and uh, played video games, and he got to stay up late. But, uh, yeah, uh, as far as Pride goes, I feel like that's a weird place to meet people. Because, I mean, unless it's like a unpermanent thing, because, like, I noticed there was a ton of... Uh, out of towners that night it was yeah. weird but i think we have like the biggest pride festival for like indiana indiana and the surrounding like i don't know 50 miles because i feel like uh, a lot of rural areas and stuff like that in ohio come out to it oh uh, that would make sense so probably i mean unless like you had those intentions probably a good place to not meet somebody <laughs> But I did have a lot of, like, women come up to me and tell me that I was beautiful, too. So that was nice. That's good. I almost got picked up by some swingers. Almost. Almost. I, yeah. They Well, they asked. Oh, and you were just like, mm, nah. Yeah, my friend pulled me away. Oh. They're like, you want to get picked up by swingers? Go ahead. And I was like, not really. <laughs> You're not at that point in your life yet. <laughs> I'm not 30. I mean, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. I'm creeping up. Uh, and uh, ooh, also, speaking of 30-year-olds, uh, we released a new album recently. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. John and I just did a bunch of covers and shit like that from, like, death metal bands that we liked. And you guys should go stream it on Bandcamp. Yeah, it's just on Bandcamp right now. Uh, August 22nd, it'll be everywhere else. And I think we're only going to keep it up for a year because the way uh, the distributor works is if it's, like, covers it's like an additional 60 dollars a year to keep it up mm. and 
We not worth even, it. Yeah, we don't even. I don't even think we even make sixty dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> like at this point, like it's it's just a passion project. I mean, yeah, there's merch and there's shit like that out there, but especially not being on social media, uh, you know, nearly as much. Uh, you know, all that shit just kind of became a passion project. Yeah. But uh, yeah. What else is new? Uh, I got to see your wife over the week, and she stabbed me a bunch of times. Yeah, we saw she used the cartridges. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it took her probably longer than it would have taken her to do a regular setup because it took, like, two hours to do this. Yeah. But, um... She really liked it. She it was really smooth. It was a lot less painful, honestly. Really? Really. Hmm. That might be a good way to get some big boy tattoos finished cuz uh as you know, my back isn't even halfway done. <laughs> so, if it's not as painful, probably not a not a bad way to do that. No, and it looks really good. Yeah, it does look really nice. It's uh, real bold, real consistent color work, shading. Yeah. Nice, nice, strong lines. And that's your first car- uh, color tattoo, isn't it? Um, First one on my arms. I have a couple on my leg. Oh. What, are, what else do you have? Uh, your- cactus, chili oh, yeah. pepper, and the, what's it called, chainsaw. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, color tattoos are the shit. I'm glad that you're joining the color side. Well, one arm's going to be color, one arm's going to be black. Tight. That's a good idea. I had a concept that ties my chest piece into my arms when I was like 20, but I've kind of abandoned it since Mm. it was supposed to be, because this is the life and death of a rose on my chest, because I am a sad boy, apparently, and... uh, on the right was going to symbolize things that like are positive you know in my life and like heritage roots and all that and that's why there's a bunch of asian stuff and on the left arm is going to be hell murderers and shit like that because this is over where the death death is and you know me and death so (laughs) i'm sitting here like with my devil horns (laughs) like i just uh God damn, speaking of death, I've been having a lot of death anxiety again lately. Oh, me too. That's weird. I don't know why. I feel like our death anxiety always correlates. Yeah. Like, and I, I, oh, and I found out all of our, like, moon, sun, rising shit was, like, We both are earth signs, and then we're both double Gemini for everybody or everything else. I'm just like, well, that makes so much sense. (laughs) That's why we get along. Because, like, anybody who doesn't know us and only hears our voices, God, I can only imagine what you see. But if you had me standing next to Lily, it would, you'd be like, Art, how do they know each other? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's almost, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't say polar opposites, but, like, you know, we have an opposite enough look. Oh yeah! Like, what the the fuck? only thing that we really have in common is like we both have tattoos, yeah. but mine are all like flowers and butterflies for the most part. I don't know. We got horror in common. 
Yeah, but you can't see that. That's oh, not what I'm word. saying. Yeah, yeah. Like aesthetically, that's what we have in common. But like, I w- I'm wearing a dress and heels right now. Yeah, and I'm wearing a death metal shirt and green shorts because I am an adult. <laughs> And I wear what the fuck I want. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a good point. Because it, it it would be pretty jarring, I can imagine, for somebody who's never seen us. They'd be like, what? How, how, how are they friends? What happened? As you know. Did she uh, lose a bet? <laughs> <laughs> I also went to the bar last night. Oh, yeah. But I went, I started out at the venue and then we went over to Wacky Jack's. And uh, I did some karaoke, which was a big deal for me and my anxiety. Yeah. Was it fun? It was. uh, It was like he didn't have my song and he put up like a remix of the song. And I was like, it was like a mashup. I was like, I don't know the song that it's mashed up with. So like I started singing it. And then once I got to the mashup, I was like. I don't know this song, so he switched it over to another song, which normally would have embarrassed me, but I wasn't embarrassed. So I was just like sang the other song, and it was really fun. Everyone was cheering for me, and that's cool. Yeah, I I haven't been to karaoke in a minute. It's uh, it's definitely fun to do, um, especially when you're a little inebriated. Cause, oh yeah, like all your all your confidence just. <laughs> just knows no bounds you know um but like i'm such a bad singer that like typically what i do is like i bastardize a song by singing it intentionally bad or doing like death growls with it like i'll have someone put hit me baby one more time and just do the death metal vocals with it. <laughs> and uh there, there's been a couple times too to where like uh Haley and I went out and uh I was at this local bar the ruin uh they do like a karaoke or whatever too and I was just missing playing live and stuff and uh I had the sound guy throw on a couple of our songs so I could do the karaoke with it and that was like the only time I guess I really uh did karaoke seriously but yeah in my typical way. uh yeah so that's good that's good that you uh you felt good about it because it's definitely like a like a thing that comes with practice it's just doing mm-hmm. it more and more like some sort of performance or group speaking or whatever just the more you do it the better you get at it and like i remember the first time i played live I wanted to throw up before I went on stage. I was so fucking nervous. I peed so many times. <laughs> After, between signing up and actually going on stage, I peed twice. <laughs> Just nervous bladder. <laughs> yeah. And I was, you know, inebriated, so. Yeah, that's fair. That you broke didn't the help. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I had a big coffee also before because oh, I wanted to stay up. So it was like. Coffee pee, alcohol pee, nervous pee. Uh, it wasn't good. So you're not hungover? I'm not hungover. That sounds like dehydration very early on in the night. <laughs> like, I wasn't hungover at all. I woke up and <laughs> grabbed the pen, and that was my morning. Yeah, that's a good good start to the day. But yeah, uh, 
get get yourself more opportunities to get in front of people like that because like I said it's definitely really good practice and I think it really helps um like overall like not just your ability to perform and not just getting over that fear but your ability to talk to anybody yeah you know what I mean and that's a really important thing to have because you can always you know find a way to bridge the gap between you and somebody else unless they're completely just unable to listen or talk or you know what I mean (laughs) I'm a shy gal I know but doing live performance group speaks anything like that like you'll definitely get to the point where you're you know uh you'll you'll have super comfortable conversations with anybody and like I said, since like you like doing design and shit like that, like that's a good skill to have, you know, like yeah. just being able to be like, hey, investors, let's fucking make this, you know, design Army. I have. Yeah. I'm like, come on. And like, let's mass produce this shit. Yeah. And like, you can, you, I can see it now. <laughs> you're in, you're in a boardroom meeting with the biggest fashion investors in the world and you have this new concept <laughs> and you're just like this is it and they're like all right let's do it <laughs> Yay! and then it solves world hunger and it fucking ends war <laughs> it brings peace in the middle east yeah everyone's happy again no one's yelling at their fucking grandma on Facebook anymore. There's no communism in China. <laughs> Disney doesn't exist anymore. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> what a world that would be. <laughs> All because of my designs. All because of your designs. And I don't know how any of it would work, but it would fucking work because I said so. <laughs> we we will shit into existence around here. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> what you got coming up? Anything interesting? Um, <laughs> I've been tindering. You might fuck around and get married. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, uh that's what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh the like dude that I've been talking to, yes, a dude. It has a kid though. Oh yeah, and you're yeah. not about that but life. But I already know the baby mama and him. Isn't that weirder? Um, not really. Because it's like they're just acquaintances. With, well, yeah. I used to be friends with her like four years ago. Oh, okay. And, like, I met him when he was with her. Is that the dude I've been seeing on Snap? Uh, no. Brown dude? No. no. That's going to be my roommate. Oh. He looks so familiar. Like, I feel like. Uh, he, you know Wyatt Tressler? Yeah. Yeah, he knows Wyatt, and you might know him because of that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, where do I, where do I fucking know that guy? Yeah, they're like really good friends. Okay, then I've then I've seen him at shows. Is I, like I actually never talked to him, but I'm like, he had a real familiar face. Yeah. So, speaking of shows, goddamn, how I was how how was everything last night? Like at the bar, because I know uh, the venue. It like, was pretty dead when we got to the venue. 
And so that's why we went to Wacky's. And Wacky's, we only went there to karaoke. And, like, this person's mom was there. And, like, she's, like, a pretty fresh widow. So, like, we went to go keep her company for a little while. Yeah. And, like, she was fun. Well, she was pretty old. That's still pretty kind of you to, you know, go keep her company and show her some camaraderie when, when she definitely, I'm sure, needed it. She was in love with me. She was like, I wish I had a son to set you up with. <laughs> like, your voice is so good. Yeah, you you got some fucking pipes, man. Like like I said, we gotta we gotta do music and shit. Like yeah, like I have all these fucking microphones now. Like when we first did that song, like I didn't have nearly what the capability that I have now. And I think if you want to, like we could, we could do fucking pop punk. We could do like like I have folk. Some songs. That would be fun. Yeah, we can, you know, and I can do piano and shit with it. It'd be a good experience for me to, mm-hmm. like, songwrite and <laughs> mix and produce. Or we can just do covers again, like, get you warmed up, because, like, I think well, that's... Well, that's what I was going to say, is I have some covers I would like to do. Yeah, yeah. Get me what? used to singing before I dabble in writing. Yeah. I like writing with other people. I don't like writing, like, things completely by myself. Yeah. It's a lot easier to feed off of each other, and, like, it just always comes out better. Yeah, I I tend to agree, because, like, whenever I've written for, you know, anything, I uh, always start off alone, and, um, you know, I bring it to whoever else, and I'm like, all right, so here's what I was thinking, and if they hear something else, I'm open open to it, because it's like... You know, if if it sounds good to them, I'm sure it's going to sound good to somebody else sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why I think I'm having such a hard time finishing my own stuff because it's just me. <laughs> like, I've been working on two songs now for almost a year and it's like, fuck, I just, I just, I'm just not happy with anything I've been putting out. So I just kind of stopped it and just, you know, kind of doing my homework getting more experimental like i started doing synth death metal recently it's weird but like the but that's synth. also good for if we want to do a disco cover yeah yeah oh yeah this all this right here this npd 226 uh-huh um i have a some software uh that has like all the 80 synths that you could want on it and I can control all of them with this. And that's how I did our intro and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could write the drums and shit like that, too. So, yeah, we could definitely uh, just, like, fucking bang out, like, five songs on this, like, in a day. Like, <laughs> I do love some ABBA. That'd be fun. Yeah, we could, we could definitely do that. That'd be easy. Because this thing is just, I mean, you got all 12 notes right there. And you just... You know, follow it up and down, and that's it. <laughs> Actually, is it, is it 12? I'm bad at math. No, that's not 12. That's six, 16. But still. So you're getting half, uh, half tones in there. So, but yeah, it makes it fucking super easy. And, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I saw Old and uh, The Forever Purge. Have you seen either of those yet? No. <laughs> I know you were going to go see The Forever Purge, right? I was going to, and then, like, the person that I was going to go see it with, he's like, I'm broke. Oh, so, we bro. didn't go see it. Well, we have that fucking unlimited regal pass or whatever. Yeah. So, one of these days... It's too bad that, like, I can't let friends use it and shit, because, like, it has your picture on it when you Uh, go to the theater. That'd be... That'd be super tight. Yeah, easy. (laughs) We can just go. My dad has, like, a thing where I could just, like, bootleg it. Yeah. Don't sue me. Yeah. I can edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess our phones already hurt us anyways, right? It's not like it matters. It's security is an illusion, man. <laughs> uh, so you like what I've done with the studio? Yes, I do. It looks a little bit cleaner. Yeah, I'm thinking about a bit more spaced out. Yeah, I'm thinking about moving the desk back over here. That'd be nice, and if we eventually like we want to record something, yeah. Uh, you have more immediate light. Yeah. Like, because I want to, like, throw tapestries and stuff on this angle. Cause, That'd be sick. Like, I, like, I want to get a bunch of satanic shit and just right there. Because, like, I do like having this natural light right here. But, yeah, when we go to record stuff. It'd be nice to have the light shining on us. Yeah. So. Or even, like we could even set it up to where we could face this and this would be the backdrop. And, um, cause like, I I don't know I feel like having a door in the shot would be weird. That's, that's kind of why I chose this because like when I stream, like you can't see the door, Mm -hmm. you just see the weird sculptures and guitar stuff back there. But, yeah. Anyways, I was talking about fucking old and <laughs> the Forever Purge. First of all, they were exactly what you think they would be. They were just meh. Like the Purge. After the first one, I just didn't like them anymore. Yeah, they just. The Fourth of July one was pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I. I mean, it, like. They're kind of entertaining, but the the one where it was about the the first purge, like that is the worst one. I just thought the way that that like the pacing in that and how shallow the character development was, considering the fucking uh, story, like it just felt. I only liked it because it was like fresh, and it was like this is a concept that. We all fear and stuff like that, especially because it came out around, like, 2016, I think. Yeah. And, like, that was a really scary time for everybody. I know, but, like, what I'm saying is, like, that concept about the racial divide and the social inequalities, I feel like they just really fucking missed the ball on it, because it's, like, or dropped the ball on it, because it's, like, they had an opportunity to really write a compelling, meaningful story and have horror and thriller elements, which is, like, a pretty 
regular staple now in horror, you know, like yeah. with the uh, last decade, you have films like Hereditary, Midsommar, which I know is the same guy, out. but, um, or Get Out, yeah, Get Out, and, uh, what else, I mean, Don't Breathe Us. is kind of, but not really, Us, yeah, uh, even the new It explored, um, you know, more human horrors and, and trials and put it in a fantastical world or, you know, and I, I think maybe, maybe it's an expectation thing, but I really just think that they should have just hired somebody else to write, to write the script or storyboard because it's just like, again, they had great characters. They just never developed them. And they never really did anybody real justice. They all just kind of, it all just kind of falls into place. And that's, it's kind of, I don't know. I just hate that type of writing when it's all super convenient shit. Like, cause life is not that convenient. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. But, and then old, it felt like it was a dubbed movie. Like, you could hear the separation of the actor and the vocal booth from whatever um, uh, folly sounds they were doing for like mm -hmm. waves and wind and all that. It was like whoever did the sound design for that just needs to be fired because <laughs> it's like most movies are done like that. Like they are dubbed, but you shouldn't be able to hear the dub. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there there are some rare instances and stuff too to where it's filmed live or the it's recorded you know the audio's recorded live but more often than not they're dubbing and um I didn't know that yeah which is a weird thing to find out later on but it's just like yeah it makes sense cuz it's like the, you need that clean vocal. Yeah, the audio and stuff is just unreliable, and it's a lot easier to mix if you have that isolated vocal track. Mm -hmm. So, like, instead of trying to capture the sound um, through uh, fucking live mics on the set, you know, you, you give yourself the ability to blend stuff, change volumes, all that stuff. So... Um, yeah, it was just really weird. It felt, it felt like something that was 10 years older than what it is. Like it felt like maybe even 20, like it felt like if M night Shyamalan made that movie in two, in 2001, I guess technically it was 20 years ago. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but like, it just felt like it was like super dated and, uh, yeah. I mean, other than that, like the story was kind of silly i mean i i get the you know where he was trying to go with it uh because like there's you know I'm, have you seen the trailers um Haley kind of explained it to me yeah. when we were doing the stabby stab yeah it it just the weird lab and spoil alert but <laughs> the weird lab thing and the aging thing and just like I don't know if at the end their aunt would believe them because they're 50 now like I don't know 
And like, there's a, you know, there's a lady who ages rapidly on the beach and dies in the ocean or whatever and floats back. And this guy that was with her, uh, his, his, his rapper name was mid-sized sedan, I think, which is a crazy fucking dumbass name, but whatever. <laughs> and you know, you're like every 30 minutes or something like that is five years on the beach. And so like he was there the night before the entire day and almost into the third day with the group of people, but like he barely aged. Well, no, he gets killed in the second night, but still, like, he's still barely aged that entire time. Like, when they started, um, he should have already been, like, in his 80s. Like, <laughs> it just it just didn't make any sense, and, like, it just kind of seemed like they were picking and choosing who aged, and, like, they were making weird excuses for like- aging. The rules didn't apply. Like, the rules they needed to be consistent. set, and they needed to be consistent, and it just wasn't. Yeah, it, it just, it, there was a lot of inconsist- inconsistencies, which, I mean, maybe he filmed it, you know, just before COVID hit, and they didn't have a lot of time to finish it, and that's why it kind of comes off like that. Because studios and production companies like to fuck up, you know, everything because of the interest of the almighty dollar yeah they're like well we don't really care about the story at this point we just want to get it in theaters and get people buying tickets but yeah they were not that good Man, I'm excited for us to post these because I already have like quite a few people that are like I want to listen yeah, I I found a way to put them on Anchor, uh, and I think I'm just going to whip up some sort of design for it, um, and then throw it up by the end of this weekend. So, and this is what, episode five now? Yeah. So I think that's a good way, uh, a, a good amount to put out so people can binge listen, you know, and mm-hmm. maybe, maybe let us know. <laughs> If you like to just fucking, you know, go five episodes deep at a time, maybe we can do five episode chunks and then, you know, um, do five more and put it out another chunk. Or if you like to listen one by one by one and we can do something every week. Lately, the summer has been fucking me. So. And like, it's really hard with me living far away. Yeah. So maybe we'll do chunks. Yeah. <laughs> just for now. <laughs> Maybe eventually it'll switch it to weekly. Yeah, especially especially when it gets a little more traction. But uh, what else you got? Oh, yeah, you wanted to do a new segment, huh? Yeah, our favorite kill. Our favorite kill of the week. I'll let you do the first one since it was your idea. What you got? Um, My favorite kill is from my favorite movie, Scream. And it's Tatum. When she's out in the garage and she gets stuck in the garage door. Yeah. I just think it's so horrifying. Yeah. And gruesome. That'd be a terrible way to die for sure. Like, (laughs) you know, Drew Barrymore's scene in the very beginning is brutal as fuck too. Being hung by your own guts. Yeah. That's fucking... That one's nuts. But that yeah. one was so bad they had to shoot it so quickly because they almost like couldn't put out the movie. Yeah. 
Like there's They had to get that R rating. They got you know how they got around that? By shooting it quickly. Well, they took frames out of that zoom in. Oh, I didn't know that. So like they did a slow zoom in initially. That uh-huh. like they wanted you to take in the terror. But the uh MP or whoever the rating system is was like this is not an R rating. This is more, you know. So um, the producers were just like, "All right, well, we gotta find a way around this because we still want this in the, in the movie." So they took like I think a frame and then took five frames out, another frame, five frames out. So it looks like it's kind of like a really quick. blurry, quick shot. Um, but yeah, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> I, unless I'm just making this all up and. <laughs> And I'm just remembering a different universe right now, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And, uh, yeah, uh, that, and then, yeah, the Tatum scene, holy shit, like, what a, what a vulnerable way to die. Cause you're just stuck. You're stuck <laughs> in the door and you stuck. know, you know, you're going to fucking die. Yeah. There's like, no getting out of that. You know, you're about to get crushed. God, those kills in that first movie are so good. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're pretty sick. <laughs> like I feel like two and three kind of like the kills were just kind of weak and like a lot of off screen deaths and yeah. shit happening. But one and four just goes for the fucking money. I feel like on those kills, especially in the beginning of four, even though they're not you know part of the actual film. Like, like they're still Depp, hilarious. How they pulled him into the van and killed him off screen. Yeah. Randy deserved an on screen brutal murder. If he, I mean, like, if he's going to get murdered, he might as well get murdered. Like, he has to go out in a ga- yeah, blaze of glory. Yeah. He has to go down fighting. Because I love they did him Randy. Dirty. They definitely did him dirty. You're right. Like, <sighs> fucking bullshit. But I am pumped for Scream 5, even though, like, I'm sure. Uh, you know, it's going to feel different because, you know, we don't have Wes and we don't have uh, the original screenwriter. So, um, and I'm also kind of curious too, because like technology is at such a point now, like, you know how they always implement the current technology over the Mm -hmm. time period. Like, I'm also kind of curious to see what they do with that, like doing like deep fakes and shit like that. And I feel oh, like that would be, be kind of cool. I feel like it might be a little corny, though, too, you know? Like, yeah. We'll have to Cause see. Because there's a bunch of old men trying to do something modern. Yeah. Like, because I feel like when horror movies do that, I'm like, okay. Like, I feel like deep fakes and shit like that are only a thing of right now and will not be a thing. Uh, it won't be what it is, you know, in ten years or whatever, because there's going to be so many different things to combat deep fakes. It's going to age pretty poorly. Yeah, but it, it always does that when they try to implement the modern technology, though. Yeah, like if it's a period piece, it's one thing, you know, like the Fear Street. Did you watch those? Uh, no, I just started it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta finish those. Uh, I mean, those are decent enough period pieces. Like they do, the um, like the the music from the time and like the dress of the time and kind of kind of just the general vibe. Like ninety four. That's one that I started because it's the first one. It felt like Scream. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> like straight from, I hardly watched any of it, and straight from the beginning, it started with the phone call thing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, th- <laughs> this is going to be fun. And yeah, it, it's super homage And like, my, my thing about the Fear Street franchise, uh, at least the shows, I've never read the books, but um, they're super cool. And they're really campy, and it feels like if those movies actually came out then, like in 94, and was it 78 or 74 was the other one? I don't remember. 84? I don't know. And then 1666, I think, is the third one. Except for, like, that couldn't have come out at that time because films didn't exist. I think maybe they did. Maybe not. I don't know. No. I'm, I'm, no, there's that was no like way. 1800s. Okay, so yeah, it only counts for the first two then, because it's like the 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 second one's kind of kind of feels like Friday the Thirteenth, like mm-hmm. a majority of the time, whereas the first one feels like Scream, and I know what you did last summer, and like how how they all tie in kind of makes sense is kind of fun, kind of campy, like old school horror. But yeah, it definitely feels like if it was horror films that were made earlier on but with like a modern twist like either from the 80s or 90s or i guess late 70s but like you know with modern sensibilities modern ideologies and stuff like that because of the territory it explores so pretty nice but yeah what about you david what's your favorite uh or which one are you picking for the week? I would probably say, I think it's Friday the 13th, either part three or part four. Um, where the guy is at the top of the stairs in his wheelchair. And then he gets a fucking axe to the face and just goes all the way down the stairs. Like, number one, the fact that that kill was shot and how long it was shot for just does not pull any punches which i appreciate because it's like i don't think a masked killer would care if you're a child if you're handicapped if you're they don't care who you are they're just gonna murder they're gonna you. kill you <laughs> and it's just like for as silly as all of the friday 13ths are that kill I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know if I want to say if it's like a scary thing, but it's like, it's definitely like, oh shit! Like they mean business. Like <laughs> no one is fucking safe, and I think when you set the tone like that, you know, I think that can be effective. And maybe it was pretty effective for the time, but like you know, watching it now, it's just like, wow, those effects are really cool. Like that's all really on screen that's not cg like it's practical yeah like all the practical effects i mean in those 80s and some of the 90s slashers are like really you know still stand up pretty well Mm -hmm. um you know they get away with it by you know making everything dark and uh like a lot of screen jumps and stuff like that to where it looks a little bit more real but uh you know that's that's how they made it stand the test 
the test of time. So, and then there like there's obviously practical effects that did not age well. But I think those are few and far between as far as Friday the 13th goes. Like I'm mm-hmm. part 3, I guess, aged the worst. And I think the one where the there's like a Carrie clone, that one didn't age too well either. Like the effects in those were just corny as fuck. Like <laughs> There's one where, like, an arrow is coming at this guy, and you can see the string on the arrow because it's supposed to be in 3D. So they, like, made an arrow look like it's coming at you. But, like, the entire time you see the cable, like, <laughs> and it just completely takes you out. And then it goes through this guy's eye, and on the other side you can still see the cable on the eye and stuff like that. Uh. And it's just like, ugh, that looks so fucking fake. But it's still funny. Like it's, it's still kind of like campy and silly enough to to be good. But yeah, I digress. That that first one I was talking about with the with the guy in the wheelchair going down the steps after he gets a hatchet or whatever to his face. That's probably, your kill of the week. Definitely, I would say. Those uh, Sean has Sean S. Cunningham. Uh, knocked it out of the park as far as making Friday the 13th like so much room for stupid shit and they went for all of it (laughs) another thing we wanted to talk about this week was our favorite books oh yeah I'll let you go first on this one well I've been reading a couple of books when I say reading, I'm in audiobooks. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm driving a bunch lately. But one of them is called The Ethical Slut. And the other one is called, uh, it's the last podcast on the left book. Um, you know, and The Ethical Slut is about polyamory and all that shit. Cause long story, but, <laughs> uh, the last podcast is about all like the big hitters and serial killers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And brief synopses and of that. And, you know, uh, there's one I want to start re- li- well, listening to called the troop by Nick Cutter. Um, but I would say my favorite book right now, um, and still, and has been for a while would be American Psycho. You recommended that to me. Yeah. Like you have to know what it is, you know, to be able to get it. Yeah, cuz you you can't take it at face value. Yeah, you can't take it at face value cuz it's um it, it it would be very upsetting if you just took it word for word. <laughs> You have to kind of read between the lines with it. Um, But, yeah. Because, like, it is pretty heavy. It is pretty dark. It is pretty mean. But it's also a commentary on those rich white fuckheads in Wall Street where all they know is consumption. All they know is greed. All they know is hubris. And... The way Brett Easton Allen paints a picture of a boring fucking piece of shit Wall Street executive. And 
like makes the character so shallow. Like it just really gets to the point. But again, you can't read it for what it is. It's more about you know the concept I think on it, and like that might be some hipster pretentious shit to say, but <laughs> I just I just really you know you know how I feel about Wall Street, you know how mm-hmm. I feel about all that shit. Like <laughs> I just think it was a really you know it was a it was the most punk rock fucking book I've ever read, and like I I think more people should read it and try to get something out of it. I mean again, it is pretty hard to read on some point points because like there's entire chapters devoted to like uh whitney houston and um sting or his band before he was just sting i forget i don't know but yeah it's uh it's pretty good And, and like there's some real graphic shit too but i think the graph the graphic parts serve the story more than you would think because again it goes into the gluttony and the just utter disdain for regular typical people that these fucking people have you know what i mean and Uh like i think that's why it's so violent and over the top is to be like, hey, these guys are fucks. Like, <laughs> these guys don't give a shit who you are. And that's exactly, that's the point, too. Because, he, again, it's it's like a Jason or a Michael. Like, I don't think they should give a shit. <laughs> like, sometimes they give a shit for some reason. But, you know, uh, again, another instance of not pulling any punches and really creating something vile and mean to make the story continue forward. So... You definitely need to read it whenever you get a chance. Yeah, I'm probably not going to finish Pride and Prejudice, so I can just... My brother gave me a book called uh, Art of the Law, I think, but it's not very long. Yeah. He told me I needed to read that. He likes philosophy, so he gives me philosophy books. Yeah, I I, I read a couple, well, again, audiobooks, but um, I listened to... A philosophy on uh drug legalization and uh all that stuff and um i like i like that kind of stuff too i've I've read um the the d m t that book uh-huh. when i when i was in high school uh i forget what it's actually called but it just kind of goes into the spirit molecule blah 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 but yeah what's your favorite book my favorite book is called The Merciless mm-hmm. by Danielle Vega. Uh, it's about this girl. Her name's Sophie. Or it's Sophia mm-hmm. something. <laughs> and she is an army brat. Her mom is a single mom. And her grandma lives with them and they're Hispanic. And they're, her grandma's very Catholic. But her mom rejects religion whatsoever and doesn't allow her to like be spiritual at all um but Sophia thinks that she's like a really bad person yeah and she moves to this new school and she meets these girls and the girl well first she meets this girl named Brooklyn and Brooklyn the way I like to describe this book is Mean Girls Meets the Exorcist so Brooklyn, 
is like the Janice Ian. She is like this punk weird girl. And I forget the other three girls' names, but they're like the Plastics. And she becomes friends with both of them. And the Plastics want her to be friends with the one mean girl to like kind of gain her trust and like spy on her. And that's kind of the premise. Uh, But they're saying that the mean girl is possessed and that she's possessed by a demon and that they need to perform an exorcist on her. And it's just so graphic and brutal. Like, the torture in it is so nasty. Like, get the chills nasty? Yeah. (laughs) It's it's an easy read, but it's, like, so hard to put down. It's so good. Yeah. Is it, uh... Who who is it by? Daniel Vega. Daniel Vega. What else have they done? I have no idea. It's a four-part series. Like, each one is, like, the first one is about that. The second one, uh, Sophia's mom dies, spoiler alert, and she gets sent to a Catholic school. Mm -hmm. The third one is a prequel to the first one. It's about Brooklyn... Uh, like the girl that's possessed by the demon, or maybe she is, but the girl that's being exercised, uh, she, it's kind of like her pre-story, um, and I haven't read the fourth one, Hmm. but I do really enjoy the first three. Should check it out. Yeah. I'm sure it's on, uh, whatever. Like the entire time, you- you're like, man, is she actually possessed by a demon? Like, who is right? Is, are they right to be exercising her? Because, like, they're torturing her. Yeah. Like, so you're like, should they be torturing her? Are they just being mean girls? Or is she actually possessed by a demon and, like, she's going to kill them or something, you know? Yeah. It's probably that they're actually mean girls and... She's a demon. Because <laughs> I feel like if you're going to make it bad, why not make it as bad as you possibly can? You know? Yeah. So that sounds like worst case scenario for sure. <laughs> it's it's a good read. Yeah. Merciless, you said? The Merciless. The yeah. Merciless. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that on the list. On the Mercy list. The second one has a lot of like... Uh, what's it called? Where it's like kind of dirty and saucy. Ooh, sexual. Yeah. I don't know. Like when it when it comes to sex books, like I like the science stuff. I don't want to read about his voluptuous junk or you know what i mean like yeah it doesn't go into like detail like that (laughs) but it's like still it's like set in a catholic school and it's like kind of naughty and like her and this guy are like sneaking around and it's against the rules and it just like makes a little bit like it goes it tiptoes yeah i'm being like super like cringe it's like it's i like i like saucy for it it's saucy Saucy and saucy is a better word than than what it could be. <laughs> Graphic, <laughs> X-rated, yeah. Like 
And like I guess like you know no knock on anybody who likes super saucy graphic erotica, <laughs> but ugh, I just can't with that. Like I, it yeah, just that's the word I was looking for. It was erotica. It's not erotica. <laughs> it's it's usually just too silly. Like yeah, it just doesn't. It never sounds good. I don't know why our mic volume dropped so goddamn much just now. Maybe my processing processing is quitting. But um Yeah. Fuck. I just yeah, I don't know if I could <laughs> read some like what is it, Daniel Steele? Is that is that a sex writer? I think so. Or like uh I don't know anything with somebody on a white horse topless with a fair maiden in his arms and the sun in the background casting its rays on a beautiful red back, you know, backlight or whatever on the beach. And like, they're like giving them each other fuck me eyes and like anything like that. I stay away from (laughs) (laughs) like, you know exactly the type of fucking cover I'm talking about, too. <laughs> With Fabio on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man. Like, who was that for? Like, again, no knock, but Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> Lonely, lonely women. Just, and men. I just feel like, I mean, I guess, like, whatever. It, it's, it, you know, it's porn. It's a little bit more highbrow, but it's still porn. I just feel like it's just a lot easier to fire up the web browser than it is I to love... get to chapter seven before they start doing stuff. <laughs> I love the episode of that 70s show where Red finds Kitty's erotica and he reads it. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, shit. I can only imagine, like, what Kitty would be into, like... She's probably a kinky girl. Oh, yeah. She likes to be tired up and fucked. Like, <laughs> that's her shit. And Red was a sailor. Yeah, I'm sure he knows all sorts of knots. <laughs> I think you're on to something. Like, I think I think they definitely uh, do rope stuff at least. God, you know, that would be a good segment, too. What are these fictional characters' fetishes, probably? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, who else would be a good one? Um, I feel like Lewis Griffin is into suffocation. Oh yeah. Why the fuck else would you marry Peter? Like, just yeah, get exactly. lost in that belly. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and she likes to be like she likes to do like uh like she likes to be a dom and but instead of a dom and submissive like. She's she likes to play mom to Peter, and like he uh. likes to wear a diaper and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I could totally see that because he's a child, and it's just like, why wouldn't that be their fucking, you know, their uh, their dichotomy? You know, that's a nice way to say it. But uh, ooh, uh, hmm. What about uh, Stan Marsh from South Park? 
or not Stan, his dad, Randy, the the one who always gets drunk and shit like that. And I'm not very versed in South Park. What? What the fuck? There, there's a few years difference in between us. In those few years, South Park died. It's never died. It just, it was kind of tired, uh, you know, kind of in the middle, but I don't blame them. No, I just feel like a lot of people just a couple years older than me really like South Park. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, it came out, what, 98, 99, so, like, we were all at the age where potty humor was just the best. <laughs> I was being born. Yeah, and you were being born. That's fair. Because I was, like, what, seven or eight when that first season came out, so... Yeah, that's uh, that that's a good point. I feel like there's like a lot of like cultural gaps and stuff too. Like, as far as even just a few years, it's kind of weird. Yeah, because especially with my age, there's it's so weird. Cause like from '96 to like 2000, there's like this really weird, really small generation of like we were still like. You guys had the internet, but you had, like, dial-up. Like, I don't really remember dial-up too yeah. much. Like, I had the internet growing up, but I was still, like, not an iPad baby like Gen Z. Mm -hmm. So, it's just, like, this weird, really small generation of, we call them Zillennials. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Like, uh... You're kind of in a gray area as far as that goes. Yeah, I remember dial-up. I remember everybody having, like, the big, huge monitor and the fucking off-yellow uh, desktop and, like, the really loud keyboards and a mouse that had to be connected into the desktop. And this is before USB drives. <laughs> This is when people are still using CDRs. They're not even using CDs yet. Those, you know, did you ever see those weird cartridges that you would put into a tower? No. It was like a square. It was, it was like the CD prototype because it basically had a CD in it, but it like had, a floppy disk. Yeah, a floppy disk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's I don't know why I called it CDR. CDR is a CD-ROM. I don't know what my... I, actually, I do know what my problem is, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, floppy disk. Jesus Christ. Now everything can be powered USB, and the internet just starts up. You don't have to have somebody unplug their phone to use the internet. This is weird times. Yeah. There still are weird times. I think it's always going to be weird times. And I think we just get more and more cognizant of how weird everything is. <laughs> my dad, not my dad, my brother, we took a walk this morning and we were talking about this philosophical idea of, or philosophical idea of um, anything that's mad main is inherently flawed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember where I was going with that because I don't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, it makes sense because, like, the idea of where we come from, the idea of what we know of our world is inherently flawed because science can prove something a thousand times, but then there's going to be a few outliers where it can't be proved with the same result. Yeah. So science is ever only ever just an approximation, and so that means everything we see and create is just kind of an approximation. Like, yeah, the, the fail rates are going to be a lot lower if it's, you know, a better approximation, but it won't be perfect. It won't last forever, you know, and it won't do anything good for the environment long term because, you know, well, maybe, but. And then, like, ideas and concepts that we create, too, like math, language. All of it. It's all made up. Yeah. It's all it's all ways to explain our surroundings and, you know, give you you know, give ourselves the tools to explain ideas, but even your ideas probably aren't what you think they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Your ideas they they work so well as an idea, but as executed, they're not they can't work out quite the same ever yeah 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 exactly that's a good point because it's like like the law it's a good idea in theory and if everybody abided by the law like yeah it would be great but people don't you you can't yeah and there's and even even as far as the law itself like the idea won't be the best practice forever Exactly. Or for everyone. Because there are plenty of laws that put people in terrible positions. Yeah. And like societal expectations like today. I had a pee. We were taking a walk in the woods. And he's like, you know, if society wasn't the way that it is, and you could just pee in the woods and we wouldn't have to drive all the way home for you to go pee. Yeah. I mean... It's probably more comfortable to pee at home as opposed to the woods if you don't have anything to take care of <laughs> afterwards. But, but yeah, like, just everything as a whole, like, down to having a job, down to driving cars, mm-hmm. the way we created an infrastructure. The financial industry, it's all just kind of bullshit. (laughs) And it's all super flawed. It's all wildly imperfect. And it proves time and time again, but that none none of it works forever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like democracy, you know, communism, uh, socialism, all of those forms of government have been around forever but none of them work <laughs> none of them work in a way that actually benefits anybody except for the people that come on with the rules mm-hmm. and even then they end up losing i mean look at the rise and fall of the nazis <laughs> look at the rise and fall of communist russia look at this current rise and fall of the united states <laughs> like it's it's just not good and and i think we need to think outside of the box a lot more 
overall, you know. Mm-hmm. We got to stop looking at things in, in such a collective, like, we can't have all the same collective identity as far as, like, this is how things should be, you know what I mean? Like, everybody needs to challenge each other because we're all wrong. <laughs> like, that's why I've been getting interested in just different lifestyles, different kinds of, you know, uh, groups of people and stuff like that. Cause it's just like, you can learn something from somebody else. You know, you can, you can try to make it all better around you, you know? And I think if everybody honestly did that thought outside the box a little bit more, it could be a lot different. And maybe, Maybe we could challenge the idea that every every idea, everything that we create is inherently flawed forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we could all just be a little bit more, like, easily, easy, like, a little more easy to shape into positivity, I guess is the way I want to say it. Like, if we could all think about best case scenario all the time <laughs> you know what i mean instead of worst case scenario like yeah it's important to be you know skeptical here and there but you know imagine a world where everybody said yes and everybody did uh everything for each other and not yourself and like i don't know where people just served each other in a, in a real meaningful thoughtful honest way like where you could easily say you love everybody you know what i mean because you knew them or um because you knew that even if you've never met this person before you knew that they felt the same way yeah you know what i mean because we value life more than how we value life now and value other people yeah because we are very divided yeah and i and i just i always I always think about it like as kind of like a thought experiment. Like, man, what if you just, and I know this might be a little crazy to, like, you know, to start off with, but like, what if you just told people you love them more? <laughs> like, Ooh, I, I consciously try to do that now. And I'm just like, you know, I think the people that do love each other in this world should, you know, do that for the other people that they love and so on and so forth. And eventually it'll just come back to everybody. It's just like, I see you for you, and I love you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to shoot you. I don't want to blow up your country. We are all in this together, and there's no reason why we shouldn't be kind and thoughtful, you know. But it's unfortunate because then you get people like in our first episode, David Dobrik, who will never, never, ever, 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 care about anybody other other than himself and it's it's just it's it's shit it's just shit (laughs) it's just so unfortunate that it can't be better i guess is all i'm trying to say yeah he came back to the internet he had a freaking show on discovery for shark week and He's yeah. been posting videos, and... I saw him on Shark Week, and I'm like, that fucking sucks. I was going to watch Shark Week this year, too, but now I'm not. 
because like I started with the jackass thing and I was like tight and then I booted it up again later and I saw that he had that I was like nope <laughs> can't do it <laughs> you guys can't support somebody that supports rapists nope it just sucks your shark week is cool <laughs> I don't really watch it like or I the have Olympics. it since I was oh no yeah I haven't I haven't watched the Olympics in so long either. I watched it one. Well, I watched like their entertainment thing one year because One Direction was on it. That's it. It's <laughs> a good reason, I guess. <laughs> it was like 2014. Those are Winter Olympics. Uh, no, it was Summer Olympics. It was in London. Oh. And maybe it wasn't 2014. Maybe it was like 2012. Maybe I was 14. Something like that. Yeah, because I think Rio was 2016. So, yeah, it would have been 2012. Yeah, I was 14. That makes sense. And One Direction was really big. And they were on the Olympics, and I was in love with them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that... uh, Shit, I remember those times. They were on the radio constantly. Them and... Kesha, Katy oh, Perry, yeah. all the time. That was like towards the end of like hearing Lil Wayne on there all the time too. It was the end of like music that's supposed to make you really fucking happy because the world was collapsing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. That's when Gangnam style and all that shit, mm-hmm. too. So, I mean, I think you got a good point. Because, like, that's just... The music was supposed to distract you from how the world was going. Yeah. It was fucked. Like, Black Eyed Peas, I got a feeling. That song, that was, like, my school's anthem, man. That fucking song. If I had a fucking penny for every time i've heard that song i would be filthy rich yeah for real like it's on every opportunity it can be on like they're like oh it's a sports event throw that bitch on oh it's a graduation time to put this on oh it's a wedding you got a feeling (laughs) like you got a feeling my fucking black eyed peas i remember when they were like a rap group before they did like this weird sim song and like before their career just became absolute garbage pop i mean like i feel like maybe they moved more units which good on them for getting the bag but fuck those songs did not age well do you think so no no i mean i do enjoy some fergie but like fergie before black eyed peas fergie like big girls don't cry london bridge fergie that's that's after Black Eyed Peas. It is. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, she did a couple solo albums in between albums for the Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas was always first. They did like a boom bap kind of hip hop thing. It was more like Will I Am rapping, Fergie doing the soulful singing, the other dudes doing their parts too. They were like a rap group at one point, and then they just did bubblegum bullshit pop. But I yeah, didn't know that. yeah, uh, Fergie, that solo stuff was in between albums. I remember because the Sims song and all that shit 
came out before her solo stuff did, and I was just like, the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't even remember what that song is called. I don't know. Every single time I'm here, you know what I want? What? Chinese food. Yeah, that sounds bomb. Every single time I'm here. Is it because I'm Chinese? No. <laughs> You're like, you remind me of Chinese food. <laughs> I think it's just because I'm in Fort Wayne. Oh, And yeah. I like Fort Wayne always makes me want Chinese food. Yeah, because I feel like the Chinese food you can get up north isn't very good. No. No. I'm making fajitas tonight. Ooh. Yum. Yeah. I'm broke as shit. And, well, not really broke, broke, but we're broke for at least another couple weeks. And then we're going to California. It's to gonna... your family? Yeah. It's been a while. I haven't seen a lot of them since the wedding, and I haven't seen the majority of them since before I was a teenager, I feel like. I think it's like 12 years old, so it's been a while since I've seen a lot of them. You guys have been married for almost two years. Yeah. Crazy. We're already swinging for the fences. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Or am I? Uh, Yeah, I'm just kidding. Unless. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, no, yeah, it's, it's crazy that we've been, you know, married for almost two years. And it's even weirder that, you know, I've seen her every day for almost four years. It's real bizarre. Yeah. You guys got together at the beginning of me and her being friends. Yeah. I remember the first time I met you. I think it was the first time. But it was, I think it was your 21st birthday. Um, or it was before that. I think like we had briefly kind of met. Like I saw you around at Ruby's because you'd come and visit Haley, yeah. but like we never really met until my twenty first birthday. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. Because I remember you were just all the way over there on the other side, just smiling, everybody just being nice and quiet, and it was your birthday, and like <laughs> <laughs> you're just I don't know. I'm just like oh. A twenty first birthday. What a what a time. And then like you were just so chill when you didn't even fucking drink. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just how I am. Yeah. That's not a bad way to be. Um, bars I'm not crazy about them. You know. Like I like a venue here and there. Like go see a show. Yeah. But as far as like going to drink, nah. I went to drink and dance this weekend, though. Yeah. I danced my little heart out. Good. Do you do, like, hippie dances? Just fucking... Uh, no. I'm pretty good when I'm drunk. Because then I, like, my inhibitions are lower and I'm just like, I don't care and I'm just feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've gone dancing a few times and every time and, like, it's really weird at first. Like if you're if you're not a little drunk, <laughs> yeah, and then like you start getting drunk and you start giving a fuck, you're just like, all right, this is this is me. The only other time I feel like I can dance in front of people is when I'm playing, because I do just kind of dance. I don't like headbanging and shit. I don't, uh-huh. like, don't want to be like posing out there. I'm just 
what you see is what you get sort of thing. And it's just like, you know, it's kind of like if it's groovy, I just kind of shake my shoulders, shake my ass, you know what I'm saying? Like, and mm-hmm. just come back it. in, fucking spit some shit and just go back to just kind of dance and nodding, you know, like, I, I just feel like the head banging and shit as a metal vocalist, like there's a time and a place for it. But for the entire song, like, I feel like you need to be putting your fucking body on the stage. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm so goddamn big anyways. Like if I didn't try to take up as much room as possible and like try to get everybody else moving, then I would, you know, be doing everybody a great disservice. I fucking miss it. It's been so long. Too bad John fucking never wants to play alive again. <laughs> fucking poser. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna kick his ass later. Let me go see him at six. Fucking make him go play shows. That'd be tight. That would be pretty tight. We gotta go to karaoke sometime. You don't want that smoke. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll do a duet of something fucking corny. Leather and lace. Yeah. I was thinking, uh... Ha, 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 ha. Stay alive. alive. That stay one. Alive. Just staying alive, I guess is what it is. I don't know why I had to sing it. <laughs> but that would be a, an example of just doing it poorly on purpose. Because it's like, the way I've always looked at it, well, not always... Because at first I was like terrified, like I said, I wanted to throw up. But after a few times, I started looking at it like I don't fucking know these people. I don't really owe them anything other than whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to be afraid of what they think. <laughs> so I'm just like, this is it. <laughs> I'm gonna start dancing and acting a fool, and you can't stop me. And if you say anything stupid to me afterwards, I just won't listen to it. <laughs> but yeah. We just gotta get all these people vaccinated too. That'd be yeah. tight. So this Delta variant doesn't get out of control and then whatever's after that gets out of control and then whatever's ever after that. <laughs> I mean, people just need to let it go and just be like, yeah, let me, let me get that shot. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why not. Like, most of them have been vaccinated their entire lives, too. hmm Like, you have to be vaccinated to go to public school. Like, that's not an option. <laughs> At least back in the day, it wasn't. And maybe it's different now, but. I, I think it's still the same. Because it's like. You didn't fucking get sick and die from those. So what makes you think this is any different? It's the same companies. Why would they wait until the COVID happened? You know what I mean? If they wanted to, they could have just done it when you were a baby. (laughs) People are fucking stupid. I just, I just wish that people would just put their weird ideologies about whatever their fears are and put them aside. Because you've been getting vaccinated your entire life. And if you haven't, you're one of the lucky few, I'm sure. Like a, like a true 10 percenter. And you're not sick or haven't been gravely sick in your life, you're fucking lucky. Yeah, you must have a baller immune system. 
but fuck, man. I just don't get it. Like, uh, you know, and people use the argument, my body, my choice, or, you know, like, and that's, that's fair. You know, like, you're perfectly entitled to put whatever you want or whatever you don't want in your body. Like, that's cool, you know, but it's not just about you right now. <laughs> like, this shit spreads and kills people. Like, it's about the collective. Yeah, it kills it kills young people too. Like there's data, there's evidence that it kills people our age with no pre-existing conditions, you know, and it's just it's just so unnecessary. <laughs> and then like, yeah, you know, obviously older people and obese people are at, you know, the highest death toll. Um but there's still outliers, you know, there's still people that were you know pretty decent health they get it and for some reason it just doesn't work out and that's going to keep happening it's going to keep getting worse it's going to keep mutating because that's what fucking viruses do and the sooner the better i just don't think i don't know i I think at this point it's probably too late and i think that's why i have so much goddamn death anxiety (laughs) mine's just been from driving so much oh yeah even, what, two hours back and forth? Yeah. Jeez. This fucking sucks. It makes me really worried about getting a fucking car accident. Have you gotten any sleep? Uh, not really. I took a nap today. You're making this show a liability. <laughs> I'm going to have to take insurance out on you now. <laughs> I did take a nap. I just could, like... I woke up at, like, 6. I only got, like, three hours of sleep. I could not fall back asleep. I was staying at my mom's house last night. Oh, just new surrounding kind yeah, of Yeah, and, like, the animals. Fucking They make me you. itch. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, I can make you up a bed on the couch here if there's ever a night where you're, just, like, especially in the winter if you're still up there. Oh, I shouldn't be. If, like... If I don't hear anything from my landlord by September, I'm just going to get a different house. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's nights that you put in and you're tired of shit. Don't risk it. Because I've fallen asleep on the hallway before. Uh, it was, I stayed up all night with this girl way back in the day. And I decided to drive back home on the hallway. And <laughs> I remember going like this and just like hitting those sound bumps or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like if I had waited any longer, I would have absolutely fallen asleep behind the wheel. So just yeah, don't I've, put yourself in that position. I've fallen, like, I've pulled over and gone to sleep okay. for a while. Like, not recently, but back, like, the first time I used to work in Fort Wayne, I used to work at Chili's, and I lived in the Grange, and I did that on my birthday, because I had to work until midnight. Yeah, you, uh... You gotta invest in some sort of strong ass coffee or something too, maybe. <laughs> I've been drinking some pretty strong coffee. It sounds like you're experiencing Freddy Krueger just trying to stay up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like the whole driving thing, it makes me like sad because I feel like I'm driving my life away. Yeah. And, like, I'm not getting enough time at home, and then, like, my hours suck, and... Yeah, I feel yeah. bad. Uh, they got it so I can come in at 3 instead of 2 now, though. 
That's good. It gives you a little bit of extra time. To sleep, yeah. And I I definitely get that on the driving. I've been doing a lot of it in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, holy shit. Most of my working day has been behind the wheel. <laughs> and it just... Two to three... Two to... Whoa. Two to three hours. Oh, that's why, because I turned myself down. Two to three hours uh, a day, though, lately. And so, yeah, I feel you. This shit sucks. Yeah, it does. And uh, that's probably the the conduit for the death anxiety, too. Because, <laughs> like... This, Especially on those, like, on the highway and, like, those back roads and shit. People don't care. <laughs> because, like, you take 69 north and south, right? And that's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah, and then I get on 6. Yeah, so. It's just a madhouse up and down. Huge semis everywhere. Yeah, those freaking freak me out. And then you get boxed in between two sometimes. <laughs> that sucks, too. Man. Well, hopefully the landlord situation gets figured out soon so you don't have to keep doing that. Because yeah. it does suck that part of your working day is two hours of commuting. Like, and then you got to give them eight hours on top of that. So you just gave work ten fucking hours and you got paid for some of it. Yeah. You should, like, find something to do up there. It probably won't be super easy to find another job, though. Yeah, that's, like, the whole thing is I don't want to get a new job for, like, two months. Then just come back, and then I'm losing all my vacation time, all my benefits that I'm building up and stuff like that. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's probably better. (laughs) Because, yeah, you wouldn't want to lose any of what, you know, you've worked for there. Because you started in the pandemic, right? Yeah, I've been there for over a year. I've been there for almost, like, a year and a half. Damn. Yeah, I've been at my job for a year tomorrow, I Oh, think. that's crazy. Or in two weeks. No, it'll be a year on the 16th was actually when it'll be. It's so yeah. crazy. It doesn't feel like you've been there for that long. No, it's been almost a year. I got hired this time last year, but I didn't start until mid-August. It's it's been a while. It's been a wild ride. <laughs> Let me tell you. I remember at first, like how wrong the position felt for me. <laughs> yeah, I remember because we would hang out a lot during that time. Yeah. So I was just like, dude, I, I'm super lonely and I am having a hard time focusing and I don't feel like I focused any better when we hung out, honestly, but <laughs> <laughs> like still, but now I feel like I got it to where I understand the job a lot better and my timing and then like having Phoenix here too. Like, being able to work around that so I can still go see oh, this little spider on my microphone. Oh, that was a little fruit fly. 
so I can go, you know, see customers and stuff like that, make sure he still gets all of his needs. And it's been a real crazy balancing act, and it's been tiring, but it's fun. So that work-life balance, trying to do the podcast, trying to do music, trying to stream. find time for myself, trying to you know, trying to stream. Goddamn. That's why that's why time has gone by so fast. <laughs> Just staying busy. Yeah. You with moving and driving all over God's green earth. That's really all I've been up to. Work. I don't know, you've done stuff. Like you've I feel like you've stayed pretty busy too. Yeah. I feel like you're more busy post what's her face. Back yeah. that one? Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like you're way more busy now than you were. Yeah, I do try to spend a lot of time with my friends. Like, once a week I hang out with my friend Caleb, and, like, we do tarot readings and yeah. go to the park, and yeah. I'm always hanging out with my friends now. It's good. It's good for you. Yeah, no. I, I, uh, I gotta make more time for friends lately. I get that. Like, but at the same time... Like scheduling, Jesus Christ. Like just figuring out this last, this session now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like, but I'm I'm looking forward to everything slowing down a little bit again. That'd be nice. You got anything else? Well, I feel like we should definitely ask for some recommendations of some other segments that you would like to hear from us. Yeah. Drop your thoughts. What do you what do you like? How do you feel about the kill of the week? Yes. How do you feel about this? Does it make you happy or sad? <laughs> Use the sad or happy face to give us your answer. <laughs> uh what else? You know what kind of what kind of stories you want to hear? Because we always end up going on about books and horror movies. Is that why you're here? If it's not, well, then what are you doing? <laughs> Go home, you fucking weirdo! I didn't let you in here. Uh. Do you think we're gonna fist fight the next episode? Maybe. <laughs> All you hear is just punches and grunting. It's gonna be weird. ASMR. Just fight ASMR. But yeah, that's been UVK. Thanks for hanging. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Or you'll hear us next time. We'll fucking hear them next time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.